Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello and welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff. I'm a single father of five kids within six years of age and two with special needs. So I get it. I get that your time's valuable and I want to make sure that your choice to spend this time with us today is worth it. So I'm excited to introduce you to a very exciting mother and influencer in the space that we hold near and dear to our heart on a daily basis. But I also want you to know that if you're struggling right now, if you're a parent out there and you're just not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, I want to commend you on having the courage to just join in and listen today, because I know it takes a lot of courage to look for another way. And there's a lot of support and there's a lot of parents connected in this community. And I'm excited for you to get to know some of us because together life gets easier together, life gets better. And I think we can learn more about that by meeting Natasha Amber, who's with us today. She's a passionate mom of three beautiful children, two of which are on the autism spectrum, two of which are fraternal twins, and more on that later because it took me a second to unravel that. The challenges she faced as a single mom navigating her journey has inspired her to become an autism interventionist herself, and then finally a life coach helping mothers and children on the spectrum. It's her passion to help as many moms as she can create a beautiful life for themselves and their families while celebrating the unique journey they are on. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, we're so happy to have you. Can you tell us the uh, ages of your children? Yeah, so um, my eldest daughter, who would have been uh, categorized as low functioning, her diagnosis says like moderate to severe classic autism. She is now 12 years old. And then I went and had twins who are now seven years old. And my son of the twins, it would have been classified as high functioning. And then my daughter is uh, neurotypical. So the joke is that I have the spectrum. That's awesome. I've, that's the first time I've heard heard that. So you've been on the journey for 12 years. And um, how did it start for you? Did you pick up on this like right away? Were you in denial? Were you in depression? All the above? Tell us a little bit about how the journey started. Yeah, for sure. So I was a denial mom. And so yeah, I have a lot of compassion out there. So anybody listening, if you know you are in denial, or you were in denial, like I just want you to love yourself and forgive yourself and anyone else in your life that you know, may be experiencing the same thing. It's totally, you know, a normal thing that we go through. And uh, yeah, there's there's lots to break down on that. But uh, yeah, so I was in denial. And I remember a nurse was telling me, you know, oh, Einstein didn't talk till he was five. Don't worry yeah. about it that your kid isn't hitting all their milestones. And so I was like, okay. 
And she was quite, you know, smart as often the case. And, you know, so I thought everything was okay until we were starting to see a lot of um, behaviors and a lot of struggles um, with sensory and all kinds of other things. And uh, one of the daycare workers had brought it to my attention that my daughter might be on the spectrum. And I was angry at her. Like I took all that anger and I put it on that poor worker. And wow. so now my heart goes out to these poor staff members everywhere that have to be the one um to bring that to our attention um so yeah and i remember telling my daughter's father that day on the phone i said mark my words she is not autistic so <laughs> definitely put my foot in uh in my mouth there so after the daycare provider had brought that to my attention i went home and i googled it and i youtubed and I saw, you know, video after video of children who were just like my daughter. And then I felt like I was hit by a transport truck. And, you know, I didn't know what that meant. Was this a life sentence that, you know, everything from here on in would be hard? And, you know, like, am I equipped for this? And it was just all that uncertainty hitting me all at once. And it was a quick depression because, I also, you know, being a single mom and, and being the sole provider, I realized like I don't have time to be depressed. I just <laughs> I got to get my socks up and, and get it together. So I started researching and I got her on all the lists and uh, everything that I kept on coming across was saying that early intervention was paramount. And then in my area, it was, uh, you know, hurry up and wait, you sit on a waiting list for a year or two. And so, you know, these two conflicting you know, pieces of information were causing a lot of turmoil inside of me. I wanted to help my daughter and yet there was all these doors being closed everywhere I turned. So I took it upon myself to rise to the occasion as best as I could and self-teach myself um, various, you know, fields of therapy and just everything that I could to become her therapist while we waited for services. And then eventually I moved across the country to a place where better services would be provided. And that's when I finally got a behavior consultant and she said, you know, show me what you're doing. And so I showed her and she said, oh, my goodness, you're better than any therapist I have. I'll hire you right now. And I was like, what? OK. And then so, you know, I was so excited about that because I thought like, oh, I'm going to learn all these great new skills that I can help my kids even more. So then I went on to do that. And yeah, that's how it started. And then what age is your daughter at this point? When you finally have accepted your self-taught therapist, what age is this? This is at about five. And in the area that I moved to, it's at six years old that the government funding, the big government funding ends. So then once I moved here, I only had a year left like funding for services. So it was definitely uh, a crunch time. And where's that? In BC, Canada. And so how far uh, until the, the fraternal twins joined the family? So your daughter's yeah, five. At what age was your daughter? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's so funny. Um, raising twins is like a blur, especially when you have like you have quite the brood yourself. So I'm sure you can relate yeah. that. I'm like, I don't even know what happened the first couple of years. Like right. I wasn't sleeping. I don't even know. So um, dates and stuff like that are a little bit tricky for me. But I do know that I had three of them in diapers at one point in time. And so that was fun. <laughs> yeah, lots of car seats. Yeah, exactly. Lots of car seats. So you said you dealt with the depression pretty quick because you had to like get on with it. I mean, I wanted to handle the depression pretty quick. I wasn't as successful as you. Like, I mean, it 
my depression kind of, you know, I, I added fuel to the fire. I made it, I made it more difficult on myself rather than easier on myself. What was some of your, some of the secrets to your success of getting in fast gear or, or however we say it? Yeah. And, you know, there is no like right or wrong way like to do it. Sometimes we're just like making a deposit or like storing our depression for later. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what it was. Like I was stuffing it down. I was in survival mode. I would attribute it to just like growing up in a little ghetto and having lots of like, you know, trials and tribulations early on in life. So I kind of exercise that muscle of stuffing it down and, you know, just trudging forward uh, already in my life. And that's exactly what I did. But it wasn't easy at all. Like, uh, nobody would babysit my daughter. And I don't blame them. Like, she had so many challenges that she was invited to leave most, like, daycare providers. And so, like, I was trying to work at night and then be a parent during the day because a family member of mine had volunteered to watch her, but only while she was sleeping. But then I crashed my car because I was sleep deprived. And so like, it wasn't pretty. So like, I'm not gonna, you know, glamorize my journey. <laughs> you know, there's nothing, you know, extra special about me that I was able to get through it just that I stuffed it down. So yeah, anybody out there struggling, you know, you, there's nothing wrong with you. You're human. And this can be quite challenging. Are there any aha moments that stand out for you? Uh, turning points? Because I relate to what you're saying, and and now I'm starting to think, when did things start to turn for me? I'm not even sure that I can pinpoint that. Can you? Uh, do you remember some things that helped you take some different courses that were maybe more positive or? Oh yeah, lots. Um, a couple of them that come to mind was, you know, in the beginning when she was having these major meltdowns, which is like often the case around that age, around like three. You know, when everybody's early in their journey, is that I didn't understand co-regulation. And that is something that is like kind of new to a lot of people right now, the idea of co-regulation, but it's becoming more and more widespread. And I'm glad for that. Can you tell us more about that? What that is? Yeah. Just like our nervous system and just like that we hold this stress in our bodies and that, you know, like heightened experiences and prolonged experiences of stress can really be stored in our body and in our subconscious and having this feeling of, uh, you know, being unsafe. And that, you know, a lot of times we're trying to teach ourselves and our children how to regulate. And sometimes we need each other. And one thing that I learned when my daughter was having all these meltdowns the hard way was I was joining her meltdown. And so I didn't prepare myself at all. And I was just being very like um, reactive. So like, you know, I would hear that she was starting to get upset and I would just fly into the room and I would go into this mode of like, I have to make it stop. I have to fix it. I don't know what's going on. And it's just like all these crazy negative feelings and emotions and panic are flooding me. And that was not helping her situation at all. Like she's going off and now I'm just joining her. And now what I've learned is what I should have done is just taken a minute to breathe and to center myself. So anybody here who's listening, there's something called heart coherence that you can do that I've learned. And I have my own little specialist that I call lovingly my stress guy who's taught me this. So you can lower your cortisol levels on the spot and long term to mitigate the long term effects of 
of stress by just focusing on your heart for a minute. So you close your eyes, you put your intention on your heart and you focus on it. And you imagine that there's like a little air valve on your heart and you're going to breathe into that air valve for the slow count of five and then out for the slow count of five. And you're going to do a couple of rounds of that and it's going to lower your, you know, your blood pressure, everything. And it's going to help you bring that regulation to your child instead of going to your child and absorbing their dysregulation. So that was a huge aha moment for me. (laughs) I love that. That's a drop the mic moment right there. As far as, I mean, that's, I'm so grateful that you shared that on the show. These are the kind of things that I want to help myself learn from my own children, and I want our listeners to learn. I recently got turned on to a book called Science of Breath, and it's about different ways of breathing and where we get our breath in our body. And I'm sure there's some similarities, but there's these these things that I've never heard of in my entire life that's absolutely changing me as a person, is changing my ability as a parent. And I mean, it's like, it's blowing my mind. I'm I'm really just loving life because of some of these things, like what you just shared. I mean, it can transform somebody's life. Oh, and then um, a couple other things that I I learned as well. Like, I'm just like gathering this community of um, specialists like you, you know, my journey and my quest and, and what I'm out for is to help as many people avoid, you know, the reactive mess that I found myself in. So um, this other specialist taught me that you can calm your nervous system by playing with your ears. And I was like, oh my goodness, if you think of like a baby sucking their thumb, they're always grabbing at their ears. Like we intuitively knew this a long time ago and then forgot somewhere along the way. And then there's also like a couple of strips of nerves right here that you can stroke. So if you just start playing with your ears and stroking your own throat or your child's, if there's no sensory issues there, that is another way that you can help them regulate and just like gentle, soft touches as well. So that's another. That's tool. awesome. Now I know why you became um, a life coach because those are, uh, can you tell us how the transition from self-taught therapist into life coaching, how that has evolved for you? Yeah, for sure. I had a nervous breakdown. Like I said, I had, you know, twins in diapers at the same time as my daughter. And it was so hard. Like nobody would take her. She couldn't go to school and she couldn't, you know, go to any daycare providers. And I had these babies and I was single and everything was hard. And, you know, one day I had to wait outside of a clinic and it was freezing cold and I started shivering. And then when I got into, um, Um, to be seen by the doctor I couldn't stop shaking even though I'd warmed up and I was like going into this like nervous breakdown shock and I just started crying and I couldn't even respond and then I found myself in a cab on the way to like the mental hospital and so I'm doing the intake there and I was like I don't have time for this I gotta go pick up my kids (laughs) so I was like yeah and so I realized like man you know this pushing through is not helping. Like there's some things I need to address and I need more tools. Um, So I started exploring that more. And then as an interventionist, I was going into so many different homes and I just saw mom after mom, like they were dropping like flies. And I just saw like, oh my goodness, this is not just me. This is like a huge problem. And these moms or or parents, you know, are slipping through the cracks and there's just not enough information. There's not enough outreach. 
but granted, you know, the numbers of diagnosis are just going through the roof. So like, I have a lot of compassion for the systems as well, trying to meet the demand because like, it's a crazy time right now. But yeah, so I just noticed, I was like, they need my help too. And then I found myself just supporting the mom. So I'd be like, <laughs> I'd go in there and I'd be helping give, you know, services to the child. And I'd be grabbing a broom and sweeping, knowing, you know, what kind of stress they're under. And then also like talking them through, you know, their breakdown. And so I realized this is really needed. So then I um, took a life coaching course under Tony Robbins because I just love him. I think he's amazing. So I became like a certified Tony Robbins coach. And then so I took all of my experience and skills as an interventionist and then as a life coach, coach rather, and I smushed them all together. And then I made uh, an autism um, mama free group and I just throw all kinds of free content and value in there and for anybody who needs it I do one-on-one -on -one and I do a autism mama comeback program and that's where I'm at and how do people get a hold of you what's uh maybe we can put it in the show notes after but how do people get a hold of you or do you where do they find out more about you in these groups and content yeah thank you so much so my name is Natasha Amber on Facebook and so I originally had named my group Autism Super Moms. And so right now I've, you know, got my fingers on the pulse of the actual, actually autistic community. And there's a lot of, you know, concerns coming up about the use of symbols and the use of um, lingo. And so I want to be sensitive to that. So there will be some um, rebranding in the new, near future because um, the autism community has spoken up about a lot of sensitivities regarding the term um, autism mom. And so that is something that I'm also looking deep into. And so, yeah, there'll be some, um, like I said, some rebranding in the future. But for now, you can find me, um, Natasha Amber, on Facebook. And the group is called Autism Supermoms. But later on, when that's rebranded, it'll still be Natasha Amber with, you know, it'll obviously be on my cover photo that there is an autism free group. Awesome. So yeah, like I said, let's make sure that we get that in the show notes so that people know where to find you. And I think they're going to want to join your, I, I don't know, I can feel your energy. You inspire me. And I know that I just this morning, I got a phone call from my local place that helps me with services for my children, letting me know how when my kids are at home, they won't be supporting the hours. I won't be getting hours when my kids are at home because that's going to be um, a place where I need to step in as a parent, even though they have support at school by professional, you know, and I was just thinking about that, like before, when I didn't have the coping skills that I have now, I mean that, you know, I was like, well, what do you mean? They're not going to, you've been covering that for 10 years. I can't become another person. What do you mean? You're no longer going to be, what am I going to do with the kids? Like lock them in the room. Uh, well, it's just going to have to be a parent supported time period. Well, when they're in school, they, my son has a one-on-one -on -one and a teacher and my daughter has a one-on-one -on -one and a teacher. So there's four professionals, but you're saying when they're at home, then I need to be able to cover. And then also for my other five kids in addition. And they said, yes. And I was like, and before that would have, I mean, been close to a nervous breakdown, you know, voice dictation, saying things I wish I didn't say, you know, losing my mind, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And, and now I have new coping skills, but I just feel that women or whoever you support are going to want to join with you because I feel more confident just by talking to you. 
in the short time that I've uh, spent with you. So keep it up. Can you think of something that stands out that you wish you knew when you were earlier in the journey, what you know now, something that may help somebody else out there? I mean, that's... Yeah. You know, none of us have a crystal ball. And, you know, what we focus on is so important. And while it's important to, you know, get real and to acknowledge all the feelings that come up, it is so important for you to process that. Like the story I just shared, you know, trying to stuff it down, it's going to pop up its ugly head later. So the grieving and the emotions, you know, I... I advocate for like screaming into your pillow and crying, but not to live there and, you know, to focus, refocus on what's good and in the present moment and what can you be grateful for right now? Because yeah, like I said, we don't have a crystal ball and things can turn out so much better than you can imagine. You know, um, my daughter right now, she's, although, you know, she still struggles with so many things, she found a gift in art and she's selling her art on Twitter as NFTs and she's making thousands of dollars per piece. Yeah. So like, I thought, you know, her life was just going to be hard. And I thought my life was just going to be hard. And here she is this like NFT sensation and with a community helping other kids on the spectrum sell NFTs. And you know, they got oculuses and they're all hanging out. And it's another way for moms to connect and to just find the beauty in it. And so yeah, my advice and would be to you know, to let allow yourself to feel those feelings, but just don't live there and um, put your focus to, to brighter days and what's good and keep that hope alive. Like I realize that we have to manage our hope, but don't ever let anybody take it from you because there's a lot of people out there that are going to try to do that. Like people will put all of their projections on you and that doesn't mean that you need to pick it up and own it. You know, they don't know. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And so, yeah. Can you tell us uh, what NFTs are and for those of us that don't know what that is? Yeah, I barely know what it is. So it's like cryptocurrency embedded into art um, somehow. It's like the latest fad with celebrities are paying a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of these people, like there's some amazing art out there, digital art. But also you could just take a photograph of your kid's drawing and sell that as an NFT. So um, she's making things out of clay and uh, it's just like almost like a a Bitcoin or it's a type of cryptocurrency. Um, So if anybody wants to check that out and join that community, it's um, on Twitter, Nadia, N-A-D-I-A-N-F-T is um, her Twitter handle. And yeah, we're happy to to share about our journey and how if you'd be interested in that as well if you've got a, um, an artistic kiddo and you want to explore that we'd be happy to share about that as well that's awesome so i'd love to put that in the show notes as well when you were talking it made me think of a book that was actually monumental in my transformation in from from the negative to the positive as uh i think biggie small said way back long time ago it's called a, it's a book called Hero on a Mission by Donald Miller. Have you heard of it? It sounds familiar. In short, Donald Miller, he talks about how the characters in life are the same characters that are in stories and in movies. That there's heroes, that there's villains, there's victims and there's all these there's guides, right? And and I learned two things that were really important. One is that the heroes the second 
weakest character because the hero has to, to go through their difficult trial, right? And so you really can't be a hero without your trial. So that was one thing that helped me look at my situation and be like, wow, like if if I can figure out how to get these five kids within six years of age and two with special needs, like homeless on welfare, like through the journey and make a great life out of it, like that, that could be my hero story, right? So that was something that encouraged me a little bit. The other piece that was maybe bigger for me was learning that the villain and the victim never evolve. They don't evolve in movies and they don't evolve in life. And my victim story was so dialed in. I mean, I could have an audience feeling sorry for me. You know, oh, the poor dad with the five kids with, you know, two with special needs. And then I look back and I wasn't evolving at all. I was stuck exactly where I started in that story. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like falling victim of being the victim in my own life and not evolving. And and that was huge for me to start doing what you just recommended and looking for the positives and reframing and what I'm focused on. And as long as I was focused on looking at my life as a victim, I was seeing signs everywhere that I was the victim. It was all over the place, you know? <laughs> it's not hard to find confirmation. You know, but when I stopped <laughs> focusing on that, I started finding other things that were a lot more amazing. And so for any parents that are out there listening, and I know it's hard, I stayed stuck in victimhood for longer. Well, I, it, it took what it took, but it's longer than I wish it would have taken if I had a choice to do it again. Anyway, tell us more about what you do in your life. Tell us how, how did the kids get along? Uh, what are the age differences between the twins are seven and Nadia is 12, um, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, so five years difference. Yeah. And so with my life coaching um, group, I'm just like every day, I'm just giving tips. Like I'm sharing, you know, different products. I'm reviewing products because that's another piece of the journey is that I don't know how much money I wasted on all these like bright ideas that she was just gonna, you know, I thought she was gonna love it, but she didn't even give it a second look or just, you know, money grabs. And there was just all kinds of things wrong with a whole bunch of aids that were available out there. And I wish that there was, you know, more people reviewing that stuff and uh, just sharing, you know, the different pros and cons about things. So I'm taking it upon myself to do that. Maybe in the future, I'll do like a, a product review channel on YouTube or something. But for now, I'm doing that in the group and I'm just gathering different specialists who have a great big heart for helping people. And I'm just so fortunate that I'm, you know, attracting those people in my life, like my stress guy and the nervous system girl, you know, I'm on the lookout for some speech specialists and occupational therapy specialists and I'll just keep on adding value into that. And as far as my program goes, it's a 12-week um, autism mama comeback program. And for now, it's moms because I am a mom. And that's something I know about. You know, it includes hormones and relationship stuff because that's a huge piece as well. So it's a mashup of a life coaching program and also uh, with a very large focus on being, you know, a parent of an autistic child. One of my major focuses is uh, equipping the parent with behavioral know-how basically because like you said you get a phone call that says oh we don't have your behavioral tech anymore we don't have funding anymore like life changes all the time it's so uncertain 
And that just adds to the stress, you know, if you're completely reliant on nothing but external sources to help you through this. So what I'm up to is to put the power back into the parents' hands and teach them how to be a therapist so that if they do have support, that's great and that's a bonus. But if that support is taken away, they have the confidence that they themselves have the skills to get through it. So cool. And then how about for taking care of yourself? What do you do to take care of you through all this life that you have going on? Oh my goodness, nature. I love nature and I love reading. Oh, that goes for everyone. Like I would recommend take your kids out in a nature move outside. Like that's another big part of uh, the nervous system piece is that our brain really loves to be outside and to watch nature move past us and not in a vehicle, but like at the rate that your body will naturally move, be it walking or running and to really take in the details of the nature as it's passing you by. Because, you know, there's an expression saying that it feels like the walls are closing in on me. Well, that can really be like the state that we're in when we're overwhelmed. We're really like, in this small closed in state. And what we need to do is expand our view and our awareness, lift our head up. Like if you think of the posture of somebody who's defeated versus the posture of somebody who's winning, like Mickey Mouse, you know, his arms are swaying and his head is up and his chest is open and he's open to the world. So um, I try to get into those postures and states out into nature as much as possible and regulate my nervous system. Because it's all about like, it's so cliche, you can't pour from an empty cup. It's so true. You need to fill yourself up. You need to prime yourself because you know, life is going to happen. And so you got to make sure that you're ready. (laughs) I love that. Did you share the quote with us? God gives the toughest battles to his strongest shoulders. Is that I'm not sure that I did, although I heard that a lot. And I used to laugh and I'd say, well, I'm flattered. (laughs) Right. Because like you, I was also homeless and I was like in the, you know, the soup kitchens and I like, you know, there was so many times where I was like, there's no way I can do this. This is too much, you know? So, but at the end of the day, I guess there's a lot of truth to that because man, oh man, has that ever built some kind of character. And that's one of the things on the other side that you, there's no way for you to see, you know, how beautiful it is when you rise to this occasion and there's self-respect that you have that you're like, wow. I did that thing. Like we rocked it. And here we are, you know, thriving and living a beautiful life. That's so awesome. So what's something you're excited about for your kids? You said your daughter's into art. That's really exciting. I can't wait to share the, I can't wait to check it out myself and share that in the show notes. How about your twins? What's something you're excited about that, that they're into? Oh, I just love being a mom so much. I just love like every part about it. They, They're all on their own little unique journeys. Like my daughter, the twin daughter, she's like athletically gifted and she just blows, like she, we take her to like a rock climbing gym and she just skitters up like a spider monkey and she's got like a six pack and she's doing flips off stuff all the time. So I'm really excited about her future and uh, her brother started off like originally. So I caught his diagnosis as an infant And this is something else I would like to share just for anybody else who is wondering about early signs. So when I had the twins, I had them both in my arms 
and they were doing that mutual bonding gazing imprinting thing so my daughter was doing that to me and then i look over to my son and he's doing it to the lights and then i was like oh so then i tried to get into his field of vision and he was avoiding eye contact as an infant and then i started to notice he was sensitive to touch on his head and so because of everything I had learned with my daughter, I started applying behavioral strategies right away. And I was able to desensitize him and have him making eye contact within weeks. Wow. And so I said to his dad, I was like, nobody's going to believe me that the, the, this even happened because of how fast. So, you know, for everybody who's concerned at a really young age and, you know, lots of people are telling them, oh, don't worry about it. You're overreacting. I would say, don't listen to those people and go ahead and you know start applying whatever you can early on because i increased my son's iq by 50 percent and wow. yeah so cool yeah um so i'm excited about him and his life because he also has a super rare genetic condition um, that made him 300 to 600 times more likely for childhood cancer and we're beating that too and so he's like my little miracle baby and he's just like Oh my goodness, everywhere we go, everybody comments that they're the most well-behaved children and they're just so delightful to be around. So I'm excited for their future because it just looks so bright for so many different reasons. That's so amazing. I'm so inspired and I'm I'm so grateful that you took the time to be on the show today and share your wisdom with us. And I hope we can stay connected on the journey together and 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 keep in touch and and continue, you know, supporting one another and hearing and hearing what you're doing for all these moms and, and others out there. It's yeah, just awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Anything that we've talked about or just some final thoughts for the listeners out there that you that's on your heart to share? Yeah, my heart is like definitely with these parents that are on their knees, you know. For it's like that's the ones that I want to speak to because I've been there, you know, and I for them, I would just say like it doesn't don't worry about your dishes or how messy the house is, because as an interventionist, I went in in tons and tons of houses. And guess what? They're all messy and all the kids are naked and everybody's crying and all the dinners are burning. And it's not just you. You are not uniquely struggling. This can be hard for everybody and this is not your final resting place this is a phase this is a season and if it's just about like half arsing it and getting through it so be it like that's what a lot of us need to do and and that's fine it's better than fine there's beauty in that too and you got this <laughs> i love that i'm grateful i got the chance to meet you today and i look forward to staying in touch with you and i thank you for joining us today and i wish you and your family and your community all the best thank you so much it's been such a pleasure and um will you do me a favor um and send me some of the links uh, to the different sites that we talked about at your daughter's site and your um your mom's site so that we can yeah. put it in the show notes absolutely awesome have a wonderful day i look forward to connecting with you soon yeah likewise talk to you later okay bye bye This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics 
And the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. Mm -hmm.